X-A-F, the ultimate horror, wrestling deathmatch and action figure podcast, starts now. Yes, motherfuckers, we back live on YouTube, and it's a special joyous occasion this is the one-year anniversary of the Tex AF side project. And just like the rib that I played on Hoodcast when I said I was leaving the show to start Tex AF, I actually got Dirty Ron McDonald this time. It's not just a fake meme saying I have him. We have Dirty Ron McDonald in this motherfucker. Absolutely. What's Yo, up, what's cracking, y'all? What's cracking? Am I, am I the thing on? Yeah. Yep. I bet fucking... The baddest clown in every motherfucking town, back up in here, raw, uncensored, and uncut, except for my dick, because I am Jewish, <laughs> so I did get snipped, you know what I'm saying? But yep. uh, here we are, ready to rock, man, fucking, you know, I know we've been trying to do this for a minute, you know, jail been catching me up here and there. Yeah, so. but, uh, I was just about to say, like, we, I remember I did discuss doing this show with you, like, probably about this time last year, and... uh then you, there there were some some controversies in the in the in the independent wrestlings. There were some legal issues which we don't really need to touch on. That's yeah. between you and the law. But you know what? Let's get into this motherfucker because we're live on YouTube and we're gonna hit you with the big question. So I know a lot of people out here watching. Uh, there's the Murder Death Kill Club, the Outlaw Mud shows, and uh. About this time last year, you got into some trouble for uh, it was GCW in some sort of uh, COVID disease. So, COVIDness, yeah, yeah, fucking 100%. Um, you know, uh, I was working with Brett for a minute. Uh, straight up, he asked, you know, like we were there at the show, there were a couple guys over there that needed that didn't get COVID tests. And I don't even really think anybody was there looking. I think he was really just kind of trying to cover his bases. But yeah. uh, he asked, unbeknownst to me, he asked if anybody there was uh, proficient in Photoshop. And my wife is. She makes our flyers. So my wife made a couple of uh, fake COVID results for a couple of wrestlers over there, you know, straight yeah. up. And, um, you know, see, here's the thing. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that big of a deal at all. And, like, and I like me even, like, breaking that news – which 100% true. By the way, when they when they put out a news article, some dumb bullshit article, they asked wrestlers that weren't the wrestlers that were the COVID tests were made for. They're like, hey, Joey Janela, did uh, Brett ever do anything like that? He's yeah. like, no, I had my COVID test results. So it was the whole thing was silly. I was working with Brett for a while and fucking, you know, he ended up like, I, you know, I don't know, it just kind of fucking fell out. But we did a... A few uh, co-promoted shows together. And long story short, he called a couple guys I had booked for some shows like the night before my show. Got them to cancel my booking that they had for a couple months to do his L.A. fight shows. And I was like, well, that's, fuck, that's some underhanded shit. Yeah. Not, it's not cool. It's not some shit the promoters should be doing to each other. Especially, hey, who cares? We quit working together. So what? There wasn't a bad falling out at all. Yeah. Um, they just, you know, we quit... Uh, Doing shows out in San Diego. Were, were, were you like, were you like a key move, like a key person to help them get like the LA shows, like at the what is it, Ukrainian Sports Center and stuff? Not that one. The first, 
the first venue that they had uh, in in LA, it was a warehouse. I think it was like might have been January 2018, even like early 2018, maybe. Um, but like I was going to be running uh, like a couple like uh, weed vendor events at this warehouse, yeah. and through the grapevine, I was able to hook them up with that with that venue, you know, and then like any of these traveling promotions do, you know, it's going to be better for business if they're able to bring guys out, you know, bring a group of guys out, book them for a day, pay yeah. for some of their flight, get somebody to cover the flight back. And that's what GCW did very well. You know, it's, and, and I wanted to help facilitate that because I thought it would help my promotion down in San Diego yeah. because if we're bringing these guys in on the reg, which we were, you know, um, that would give us a little bit more clock down here. San Diego's not really an independent wrestling town. Never has been, never will be. Yeah. Not even for Lucha Libre. But, you know, we were testing that out for, for a hot minute. Um, you know, and I was talking with Brett while, you know, the, the pandemic was happening. They were the last independent wrestling show to run a live show with an audience before the shutdown. We were the first to run it um, safely, you know, spread out. We did these parking yeah. lot wrestling shows in May 2020 um, through the summer. And, you know, uh, so it was it was something that we're, we were working together, and I don't even know why shit didn't really work out anymore. You know, I was still down to book all those guys. And, you know, you know, like some of the guys were saying that Brett was saying I was cheap. You know, and like, hey, everybody's trying to save a buck. You know, like, yeah, I, I was never cheap. I, you know, he always got the flights or whatever, and then I paid him back, you know, or something yeah. like that. But I was trying to work deals where I was like, hey – what if I do this instead of this? You know, it was like I was always trying to work a deal. Who isn't trying to work a deal? I'm yeah. not trying to get fucked. So, do, you know, do you think like playing like the, the internet uh, plays a role in that and people? Because you're pretty boisterous online. Yeah. And some of the groups and stuff. Do you think that plays a role into people, you know, thinking other things and, and, and listening to other people? Because whatever yeah. on the internet's permanent, right? I don't fucking know. Well, you know, I got some dick pics out there that haven't uh, elevated <laughs> yet. Nobody wants to see clown pubes, though. Straight up, I mean, like, but I they will take the silly string. What's that? Silly they don't want to see clown pubes, but they'll take the silly string all day. No, you ever see that like, clown's rainbow wig? That's what my pubes look like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, fucking. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> oh, the internet. Yeah. Fucking, the internet's not a real place. It's yeah. not. If like, here's here's what we are are having a case of. You know. I started wrestling in 2000 when we still had to tell people it was real or legitimate or whatever. Yeah. You know, before everybody was in on it being a show and before everybody had to suck each other's dick and play this fucking pander game on the internet. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was, I started when people were still like having to fight for spots and shit like that. And you yeah. tried to be over the top. You, you, you wanted to go out there and be noticeable. I mean, look, I wear a bandana. I got a hat. My little braids going on here. I wear a fucking fanny pack. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, try to stand out, you know, like that's, that's our fucking job. Yeah. And we've just been caught in this little era of everybody's best friends. Nobody wants to be, uh, you know, say things that are controversial that might get them to fucking look at, Hey man, look, if anybody believes shit that people say online, they're just stupid. Yeah. And I think I take advantage of that in a way that, I mean, like, look today, we're live, right? Well, today, yep. CZW's junkyard show got shut down. Yeah. And in one of the groups, they were like, oh, who fucking did it? And I was like, right, yeah. I, I was like, Dirty Ron did it. 
right? Like, <laughs> because fuck it, man. And yeah, they went after you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got guys. You well, you got guys like shitting mittens that hang out with Double D, Danny DeMonto, who sits there and he goes on the internet, and then he's got his whole little clique that hangs out with him ringside. And they're the ones that sit there and they run these fucking pages that just sit there and run down. They made it toxic as fuck to me. Like, I'm like, wrestling, you're supposed to have, like, the characters that are controversial, the guy that's supposed to get a reaction out of you. But yet, they don't want that. They want, like, the grab-ass, rub-your-balls club, you know? Everybody should be hugging it out. Like, it, it, it's just shit. Here's the thing. We can all be part of the same clique. We can all kick it afterwards. But I, I roll with a I roll with a quick click in XPW that are all legitimate badass dudes. And yeah. not that we're going out there fucking people up or fucking our wives up or whatever the case is, you know. Um, sometimes a bitch might catch a fucking smack to the face. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> you after once already, goddammit. And name Danny Demanta. I want to smack that bitch up straight up. But um no, you know, like the the era of not being able to go and have fun. I produce shows. I've been yeah. producing shows since 2007. I've been wrestling since 2000. I had my debut 2001. You know, I've wrestled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of matches. And here's what I found out. The way I produce shows, I produce them for people that used to like wrestling. They On our, on our posters, it doesn't even have a promotion name. It says live pro wrestling. Why? Yeah. It also says get drunk and heckle. Why? Because we want people... That want to come have a good time, get some drinks, yell at some motherfuckers, have a good time. Shit, dog. Last Saturday at my show, me and Terex main evented the show with a fucking, ready, tug of war. Okay? And let me tell you, these people were fucking going nuts. Like, yeah. it was like that ring of honor, like, You're let's instantly go, over. Yeah. Let's go, Terex. That shit, man. For a fucking tug of war. Yeah, I see you do a lot with Terex. I know he's a SoCal guy. I know I've seen him do some stuff with Marvin, uh, Mr. Cali, back in the day. But I see you do a lot of stuff with him, which brings me to the San Diego Pier. The fucking elbow drop into the water, dude. And just, and just the greatest line that you said when you got out of the water. And they're like, hey, we need to talk to you. Hold on. I got to go finish this match real quick and I'll be right with you. And that yeah. shit just killed me. I'm like, that shit should have been on TMZ. I was like, that's the viral shit that should be fucking popping, dude. Bro, listen, I make moments, okay? I tell yeah. you what, I tell you what, love me or hate me, you're loving or hating a character yeah. that has been well-crafted. And yeah. you know what? And y'all don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows me. I, yeah. I keep it very fucking tight to the chest. But here's reality. I know what I, my job is as a comedian yeah. and a wrestler is to make moments. Make unforgettable fucking moments. And you know what? I've done that. I, I feel like I've done that. If, if today was the last day I'm ever involved in anything wrestling, I'd be able to say I have a very satisfying career in wrestling through running shows, making yeah. moments. Cutting a promo on Monday Night Raw. Vince McMahon yep, telling me I did a good job that night. Bro. I was just, just going to say that. Like, you actually have some WWE moments that uh, we, we've all witnessed on, on national television. 
Uh, yeah, how did that Joey Janelle ain't got no shit on Monday Night Raw. You know, Dude, he couldn't even uh, hold his job at AEW. No offense to Janela, but he's sometimes a troll, and I've dealt with him on the internet as a troll. But, like, I mean, WWE you know kind of why people get into the business. It's just for that moment. That's like nobody grew up saying, like, I want to be a star of this secondary company. Everybody went in because Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Rowdy Piper. So, but you that know, moment that, was that, that we're talking about in question is you with Braun Strowman, and how did yeah. that come about? Well, Braun Strowman's a bitch. No, uh, <laughs> no, he is. He is the biggest, strongest person I've ever been around, bar one. And I got a story. Really, the story's better about this than it is that. Braun Strowman, big guy. You're less than hundred matches in at that point. October 10th, 2016, Braun Strowman versus Splash Brothers. Um, but here's a better story. I was backstage probably six months after that, you know, as an extra, just kicking it. Yeah, I got some friends up there, whatever. A lot of them aren't there anymore, whatever. Fucking. So I'm backstage. We're at the uh, Anaheim Pond, whatever they call it, the Honda Center in Anaheim. Yeah. Where they had WrestleMania 12, I think. Um, and fucking in catering in most modern arenas, it's in its own room, okay? Like Staples Center, big-ass room, right? You're yeah. catering. But it's smaller arenas, such as the Pond. They have, like, a big area for catering. But it's, like, it's sectioned off by, like, big wooden tables, big round wooden tables, right? Mm -hmm. So here I am on the side of not catering. And on the side of catering, you know, there's wrestlers eating. You know, I'm, I'm just having a conversation. All of a sudden, bow, a fucking table hits me in the hip, okay? And brothers... I fucking, woof, I, I whip my goddamn head around because I'm like, I'm pissed, right? Because like, bam, the fuck is this table doing hitting me so goddamn hard? And yeah. I turned around, pissed as a motherfucker. All of a sudden, the all of a sudden, my face went to like, <laughs> because it was none other than the most physically imposing specimen on God's green earth that I've ever seen, Brock fucking Lesnar. And Lesnar... I don't know why he was pushing the goddamn table, but he pushed to me, and I was like, I'm pissed. And within two-tenths of a cunt of a hair of a millisecond, <laughs> I turned around, and my fucking expression was like, right? Because I was like, and then I, I I tried to make myself invisible. I'm not, I'm not, I'm very visible. But, like, at that time, I tried to turn myself invisible because yeah. I did not want to see, I did not want this beast of a man, this fucking man shark, to look me the wrong way. And come my way because I tell you what, there are two times in my adult life that I shit myself a little turd nugget right yeah. in my little drawers. <laughs> and that's when a seal popped up from four feet from me in the ocean, scared a turd nugget out of me, and Brock Lesnar, the only two beings on this earth. And they both kind of barked the same. Arr, 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 arr. So, uh, you know. I don't know. Like every time I've heard Lesnar like talk like candidly, he always has like a little kid voice to me. Like he sounds like fucking Spanky from like Little Rascals. But then you're like, this dude could probably fucking kill me. <laughs> oh, dude. So, so here's here's one of the bits I'm working on. I'm not going to do it here necessarily, but some people respect people for how much money they make or their stature or their title or anything like that. The, the way that I automatically respect people is that he could rape me if he wanted to. If he could, if he could take me and fuck me in the ass if he wanted to, if he wanted to do that, then I got to respect him. And Brock Lesnar is one of those people that could fuck me in the ass if he wanted to. You know? <laughs> yeah. So automatic respect 
Well, no. Anybody at that, like Brock Lesnar. At that point, it, me if they wanted. at that point, it wouldn't be him fucking you in the ass. It's just you backing onto it, just just working it on there. Like you don't even have to do anything. <laughs> Let me tell you, if if Brock Lesnar was fucking me in the ass, straight up, I would push back as hard as I could because I wanted to be over quickly. <laughs> you want that that quick F five? I'm fucking yeah. I want F. I want F five, four, three, two, one. I'll jiggle his balls. I'll put a finger up there, <laughs> Doug. Brock Lesnar is gonna get the farm boy treatment from me. I'm gonna treat him like his best sheep. You know, I'm gonna just keep backing up like we're on the edge of a mountain or some shit. <laughs> because Brock Lesnar's coming as quickly as humanly possible from me. Because I'm not trying to get fucked in the ass for too long. So, uh, like going back to like go you, you're 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 a comedian. You you do a lot of stand up uh, comedy and stuff. And I, I've even uh, watched your YouTube quite a bit here and there. Uh, and you talk to other comedians stuff. How long and when did you start doing comedy? Well, um, I guess the first time that I got on the stage to do stand-up comedy-ish was like 2009. But I quickly started writing songs. Me and my cousin, uh, my cousin and I, we formed a band called the Beach Bomb Alcoholics. And we toured the country opening up for Afro Man. Because they got right. hot. Yeah. Because yeah. they got hot. Yeah. Um, and we toured with him for like two and a half years. So I was doing comedy music to start for years, uh, traveling the country. And then we did our own couple tours. And when we broke up in 2014, I started doing stand-up stand-up where I was writing traditional jokes and, you know, not doing musical comedy. So I consider myself starting in 2014, so like nine years. And until the pandemic, I was on stage six to 12 times a week. You know, now I get on stage three to four times a week. Yeah. You ever get so, up there and just totally bomb, and the crowd is just fucked? Oh, and that is, what, what's the worst feeling, that or like a match where no one's fucking caring? Well, there's never a match where nobody's caring because I will, <laughs> I will elicit an emotion out of you. If I have to come up and fucking punk you, you know, like you're gonna do something. I'm gonna make yeah. people feel something, yeah. whether they boo me or cheer me. You're gonna do something. At comedy, I did. I just came back from doing six shows, actually like seven shows in Vegas. I did six actual shows, two shows a night, went Tuesday, two Wednesday, two Thursday. And the first four shows were like, they went horrible. I bombed my fucking ass off because I was taking chances. Yeah. I'm taking chances with new material. But then the one show that I needed to go well at the comedy, at the actual comedy club at the OYO went pretty fucking well because it's set up for comedy, you know, like, I do some bar shows that aren't set up for comedy or a show where people, not everybody there knew that there was comedy going on. Yeah. I, I've thrown, I, I've, I've thrown comedy shows at a dive bar in Vallejo a couple of times. So yeah, you let me, I always experienced that. Like just, <laughs> you don't always get the huge turnout and uh falling down there. I booked him as an opening act for, I might as well got shit of, thrown at me. Dude. A bunch of local comedians. And I think I gave him like, originally I was giving him 10, but then, like, after about five, was kind of like, uh... Bro, yeah. fucking three minutes. Thing. Three minutes. Most open mics that you get, like, here yeah. in San Diego on the clubs, three minutes. And you got, like, very rarely, and this is just honesty, very rarely, one out of ten, one out of fifteen, one out of twenty even sometimes, will I do good on a three-minute set. Yeah. But some of my best sets have been like, like comparably like 
had people rolling on the floor. Yeah. Uh, happened in three minutes. Because you'll just you'll catch a wave. And that tells you the same thing. Like, I will do uh, sometimes, especially when I was doing like three, four mics in a night, I'd do the same three to five minute set four times in a night, three times in a night. And it would be completely different reactions just because of like a half of a second of a pause in the right place. Or you have an audible audience. You know, I've I've had shows I've done at weed dispensaries where there have been like 150 people and it's like almost dead silent. And afterwards they're like, that was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I'm like, why did you laugh? And they're like, well, we were really fucking stupid. Uh, do you do comedy? Question. Oh, go oh. ahead, man. Like, uh, but I was, I was, do you do comedy like in the Dirty Ron gear? No. Or, or do you just do it as as yourself? Uh, you know, <coughs> it's a different act. <coughs> Ooh. Man, there's a lot of hash in this blunt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's a totally different thing. Um, because... With like with Dirty Runner with wrestling, it pays to be brash, pays to be exuberant, it yeah. pays to be extraordinary, right? Like in comedy, it's almost like I have to accept the fact that I look like a dumb jockey bro, fucking yeah. cocksucker, maybe a little racist. You know, like I, 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 I it's not ginger hate, dude. It's a lot it's, of self deprecating humor. It's the, and, yes, uh, the Jew, it's the Jew deprecation, and it's that ginger hate. They're like, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just use the hard R? Oh, uh, shit. Word? No, uh, look, gingy. <laughs> we, we use the hard Y here. That's what we, yeah, do. we use the well, hard Y. <laughs> well, if I can be fair, if you don't think that the G word is a racial slur, let me you got no you freckles, up. though, so you're day walking, you right? <laughs> the G word and the N word are the same letters, just rearranged. That's true. Yeah. So not just, not just a hat rack over there. That's, you know. It's rap. the hard R that gets me. It's not even the use of the G word. It's the hard R. So if you're going to call me that word, put an A on the back of that shit. I can be your ginger. Ginger. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There we go. You heard it here first. <laughs> for anybody listening out there that comes up to me on the willy nilly with some shit like that. Don't be pulling that shit because you gotta get approval from one of us. Dude, one of us. That makes total fucking sense. Yeah, look, he, he's a nice ginger because he doesn't have that many freckles, so he doesn't he didn't steal that many souls yet. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a daywalker. You know, like honestly, 99.8% of us are drop dead fucking hideous. And I think I'm in that 0.02% that's not absolutely atrocious to look at. So, you know, I, I, I attest that to going out in the sun and actually trying to fight skin cancer face to face. So, you know, you yeah. know, I, yeah, I got some red hairs in my beard, but luckily they're going gray now. So dodge that bullet. <laughs> what do you mean luckily? Uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> Shit. I look like a gray haired Jesus. So I, I, <laughs> I ain't got nothing much to say. And I'm a carpenter. So. Fuck! Yeah, just oh, a bunch shit. of two boys here, dude. It, it's all good, you know. It's all good in, in, in the camp. <laughs> oh snap! Are we in a Are we in a fucking concentration camp right now? <laughs> yeah, man. Did Did you get Did you understand the train ride on the way in? Oh snap! That's what that was. So we were like, "Hey, this is kosher baloney." <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! We're out of shits. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in the house of Ann Dank. Yeah. 
So when you came out with that, I, I mean, you know, I probably came late to seeing the Dirty Ron unveil or like, I'm not sure if it was in XPW or not, but that's the first time I've seen the Dirty Ron character was like your yeah. first match in XPW. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, yeah. this shit is great. They, look at his character work and it fucking everything. I'm like, this yeah. is, this is something I, I haven't seen. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, here's the thing. You got to grab people's attention. Uh, when I moved down to San Diego early 2017, I started doing my fist combat thing as I always wanted to, which was in bars. Yeah. We found pool halls. We found strip clubs to run in. You know, like, I'm running in a brewery yeah. now out here. And, you know, in my little underground warehouse. So, like, I'm all about that underground fucking gritty shit. You know, like, here's what I don't want. I don't want to be, fi- be able to be fired because I have been fired too many times. Yeah. I kind of want to be my own boss and work with people that understand what yeah. I'm trying to do. That underground, in-your-face, fucking grassroots, punk rock yeah, sort of entertainment. You know, like, I got a ring. I give my little insurance or whatever. But you're not going to see corporate sponsors uh, ever even interested in us. Because I go out there and I say some risky shit. That's just like like us. (laughs) Same thing with the cast, man. The characters we have on our show are always like cops and fucking where do you think judge joe dread came from i gave him that gimmick you know like yeah. i trained that guy from top to bottom you know i'm so proud that the one student that i ever had graduate my school is out there on pay-per-view fucking run across the country doing czw doing rpw doing the shit with us doing the shit with xpw yeah. you know like it's awesome to see that because like that's where i, I get the most I, I get the most gratification out of that you know like i love this shit but Look at Dread. Look at myself. We got to go out there and we got to fucking shove it down your throat. Show people, hey, man, I don't give a fuck how you feel about me. I just care that you feel about me. Mm-hmm. Look at Jake Paul. You know, guys like that, we're, we're under the same, we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather. You know, I, I noticed real early on with Ric Flair, with like um, Gorgeous George, with characters like that, with superstar Billy Graham, you know, hey, it pays more. To yeah. be a heel. Yep. Sure. People yeah. cheer me. They buy my shirts. They buy my <laughs> little action figures. Tight. But, like, everything I do is heal. I come yeah. out, I say, I'm here to do three things. I'm here to fuck, get fucked up, fuck somebody up. And then when I'm done with that, I'm fucking your girlfriends and your side bitches. And your <laughs> yeah. side bitches, side bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm coming out to say some shit to make you feel something. Yeah. You know? Like, when I started the character, it was all about creative ways Kicking people in the dick. Hey, um, cutting back to like, I, I seen those posts before of like your action figures, man. Are you yeah. making those yourself? Are those customs? Doug, I found this guy, and don't ask me for the info. I ain't giving out to anybody. Uh, <laughs> I found this guy at a lucha show in LA. He was doing all these customs, hand painted. You know, he's Mexican as fuck. Uh, you know. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, olale, arriba la raza, you know what I'm saying? Like, looking like Conan is a motherfucker. But Conan WCW, not Conan fucking old man Conan now. Um, (laughs) Fucking, uh, so I found this guy. He did this shit. He made me order 50 of them, and I got them. You got my charger on there. And, you know, and I ordered my first 50, sold them out real quick. Bought another hundred, working through those. Yeah. You know, it's not, it, they're fucking, they're, they're dope looking. They're yeah. really dope. I was really happy with them. And, you know, people ask me, 
And I go, oh, uh, oh, let me get his info for you. And then I never do. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I mean, they're, they're like, got to keep the plug to the being your plug, you know? <laughs> they're in the style of like kind of old school Jack's figures, I think. I, I'm not sure exactly, but they look like the, the Lapolga specials. They look like the kind of Lapolga type figures that good old traditional shit. Or just, they're fucking got, dope, man. Yeah. They're bigger than my dick, so they're like four and a half inches or something. Ah, <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, man, they're fucking dope. I like, I, I love them. People like them. Yeah. You know, I got them at a good price. Uh, but you know, I'm, uh, I actually have shared it with a couple people. But you know, um, you gotta have different new shit. I mean, like that's basically what we are. You know, is merchandise salespeople. You know, I'm going on this tour this fall that I set up. You know, I used to tour a bunch before pandemic. Um, you know, I was out there a bunch doing uh, my own little tours and shit. So. Yeah. I can't wait to get back out there doing seven and a half weeks, eight states, 11 cities, a couple of them repeating, uh, doing Chicago a few times, Detroit a few times. I'm doing those uh, theater brutality shows. So, you know. Yeah, I saw those uh, listed. Uh, so, XPW taking the theater brutality on the road. That's pretty cool, man. I remember seeing the few of them at his uh, burger shop. Yeah. Which I've always wanted to go to ever since I've seen it. Ooh. You know, I told him once some shit, shit started, I go, hey, man, fucking fly me out. You ain't got to pay me nothing. I'd love yeah. to host them. Because, you know, I I don't think very many people are familiar with my fist combat, nor should they be. But yeah. what we were able to do last year is there's 23 full event live streams from last year. Full events. And like, not only do we do commentary and cut to commercials, I made a bunch of, like, parody commercials like fucking um, Psycho Sid scissors and shit like that, or like mm. Hulk Hogan's Hogan for fucking hair. Um, Ric Flair's woo, like the Calvin Klein scent. You yeah. know, like, I put some funny shit like that, you know, and I, I got to have a lot of fun doing commentary yeah. and, um, and putting together broadcasts. And so I saw a future with that, with those theater brutalities, and I've been on Rob Black's ass. Yeah. Let me do some. So um, full disclosure... Like, uh, I, I put these shows together. I booked the venues, you know, and I was like, Rob, I'm doing these shows. Um, so if you want me to brand them theater brutality, I'd love to. Yeah. So we're doing that, you know, and in some form or uh, fashion, we're not going to announce it yet. Um, uh, we did announce the on sale dates coming on sale this Monday, August the 7th for San Diego, September 9th, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago, uh, October 20th, 21st. And then Detroit on Friday, November the 3rd. All those are on Eventbrite. But, uh, you know, I told him I was going to do these shows, and then he let me brand them Theater Brutality. So, you know, they're going to feature a lot of XPW regulars, uh, a couple new faces, no rings, bands, and the shows are going to be dope as shit. Shit. That that is awesome. Um, Speaking of, like, who – there's what young lions, I guess the term would be, or or young up-and-comers would you – say people should go look out for coming up on the scene? Well, I just turned 40 like last month, so everybody's young to me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. People, like, when I have conversations with people about young guy or, you know, like, whatever what's going on now, as I was like, man, I started so long ago. Yeah. And, like, I've always been around, like, shit – 
there was a couple wrestlers I traveled with every Wednesday to NWA TNA in Nashville from like 2002, 2003. So I was around, you know, like high level guys real early on. Um, so like a lot of these guys that started, even like, even like John Cena, to me, he's a coworker. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a, it's hard for me, even though I, I am admittedly a John Cena fan. Yeah. Um, very few guys that started anywhere after that. Am yeah. I like, oh, I'm a big fan of that guy. It's like, yo, we're in the same category, and I I, I like their work. Right. Yeah. You know, so. It's just super so like, cool not to be, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. If you're in the I was just asking because, like, I know a lot of people, they're, they're like, because me and him have introduced a lot of people to, like, the independent deathmatch wrestling and shit um, with with the Tex AF podcast and sometimes on the Hoodcast show. So I was just wondering, like, what young guys that was all just like, uh, I'll name off an Anthony Hauser. I think he wrestled with you as a title holder, uh, Aiden something. What are your thoughts yeah. on him? Uh, you know, here's what's up. Uh, <laughs> fucking, when I am my legal issues, which just to be brief on it, not only were all the charges dropped, um, that there has been, you know, uh, interviews, you know, with my wife and I that, you know, really cleared everything up. You know, everything yeah. kind of was a misunderstanding. People don't know the, the legal system and they like that. They don't know the difference between somebody getting arrested for, arrested for something and then charge being dropped by all parties and, you know, um, you know, no convictions there. So, you know, um, truth of the matter is I've cleaned my life up a lot since all that happened. You know, I've been mostly sober, not even nothing court ordered. You know, um, I, I'm taking anger management classes, which I haven't missed a class yet. And, oh, you know, we're going on my eighth month of those. So it was able, I was able to clear some things up. But here's what a lot of people have fucking opinions and it's none of their goddamn business. And, and, and since people want to make it their business, everything's been cleared up and addressed. So with that, saying that, there were a lot of people, and it's, it has affected me in a lot of ways. There were a lot of people that want to focus on charges, yeah. and they don't want to focus on how that played out in a legal system. They don't want to focus on the people that involved and, and what their explanation was. Well, no, what, once you're accused, you're, you're yeah. considered once guilty in the... Yeah. Oh, that guy is a piece of shit. I've never worked with him. Like they say the same shit about Ian Rotten, but they always go work for Ian. Ian gives them that call. They're like, RWA? Yeah, I'm there. You know, it's just one of those things. But because uh, yeah, I, I was just asked because me and him, uh, he's a mutual friend of me and Guido. I'm not if you know Guido, Ref of Death. Fucking. Oh, yeah. Another, I love Guido. One of my super close friends. I, fu I fucked with Guido when I was up at uh, Hood Slam before. Yeah. Those guys became fucking prima donnas. Oh, dude, they fucking shit all over you, man. And dude, I don't understand it. I'm like, because uh, I know one of the dudes, I'm not going to drop his his name because it's really fucked up the situation he was in a long time ago. But out in Lake County, when he's had a little promotion, and then they jumped him and stole the ring and the belt. And then he asked me to live at my house with his three kids and his wife. But I'm not going to drop his name. But he he worked for them, and that guy is a fucking piece of shit. Oh, you like Dirty Rod? You're a piece of shit. I'm like, he entertains me as a character. I want to be entertained. That's you know? what it is. Hey, people people want to act like, oh, since I go 
I'm a wrestler that goes by my real name or a variation of a real name. I'm yeah. a real person. Look at me. Like, hey, man, draw that fucking line. It's nobody's business what goes yeah. on in people's personal lives. Okay? <laughs> and, like, straight up, you know, it's, it's nobody's fucking business. Like, I grew up in where you didn't talk about religion or politics. Right. And I think that shit should be legit. You know, call it old school. Call it whatever the fuck you want. And here's why, straight up. First of all, it's nobody's business. And it's the, the reason you don't talk about that is because it's controversial subjects. They can get people all riled up. Yeah. Get you all fucking all your emotions up. And you know what? That's nobody's fucking business. Yeah. It's only business. And it, that's how I always try to explain to other wrestling fans when they like attack guys like you or G Raver. And I was like, is there any actual look, look, proof? Like, look, there's somebody trying to drop. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, what try- you guys do privately is not our business. Well, you know, I don't know G Raver's situation. I'm not here to speak on it. I do know some of somebody's situation, somebody that I booked a lot of times, Joey Ryan. Somebody tried to draw a parallel between Joey Ryan, the abuser, and Dirty Ron, well, the potential abuser. Bad, dude. Here's what's up. That guy's got 17 girls getting forward about sexual allegations. What we're talking about is a, is a one, one-time incident that happened inside my household that was cleared up by all parties. Yeah. So, you know, like – and what I had happened is nobody's fucking business. That happened inside my household between two parties. Plus, yeah. we've explained ourselves, both of us, very adequately. You know, and, and, and also, on top of that, hey, let me go back to it. It's nobody's fucking business. You know, yeah. and anybody that has repeat. like Also, um, I've never had any legal issues prior yeah. to that. Yeah. Or since then. Ever. At all. Clean slate. Yeah, because you know I remember we, we've had a discussion because I was trying to link you up with my buddy Jesse Amada out in Canada to go out to do some Canadian wrestling. And then they're asking these questions. I remember having this conversation and you were clean. And all of a sudden, I don't know, it, it all of a sudden the internet shitstorm hit. It was like, fuck, dude. And that was like the year I've been trying to get you for a goddamn interview. Shit. Holy you know, shit. I mean, straight up, there's no, I don't have a need to go to Canada or Japan. Like, okay. Canada ain't going to let me in. Japan can't smoke weed there. So, like, fuck yeah. that. I ain't trying to get all Matt Seidel up in that motherfucker. Yeah. But, yeah, so if you go back to Joey Ryan, they did bad on him, dude. When he was at a regular shoot job at fucking Disneyland, they posted that picture, and then all of a sudden he lost his job. I was like, dude. That's bullshit, too, honestly. He went from TV and pay-per-view to working at Disneyland, and you hey, guys got to make it your business to fuck him over again. That's bull- it was, that was bullshit. Even though all that shit and Joey Ryan's a piece of shit as a human being – don't fuck with the guy's job. It's fucked I up, man. With, See, the Joey Ryan I remember is with Scott Lost. Like, years ago, he teamed with yeah. Scott Lost, and there was a third guy, and they were frequent at APW Garage in uh, Hayward. Roland yeah. always bring him in all the time. And I remember him just being a quiet-ass dude. And then he all is, he's a weirdo. Yeah. And then he, he was, just he was always like, a weirdo. Yeah, not as weird as fucking Simon Gotch, that motherfucker. Oh, is that too weird? Oh, uh, dude, we caught him uh, slapping palm in the fucking uh, tape room at AEW or APW, fucking to anime. Hey, listen, if you think that's weird, I mean, man, you ain't even dipped your toe into the fucking weirdo. Look, pool, what, you know, right? was it tentacle porn? I mean, that's what's wrong with that, dude? I don't know. Well, okay, like, check this out. <laughs> I knew someone fucked up with Joey Ryan because I was on indie shows with that motherfucker a couple years before all that shit came out, and that motherfucker was changing in the girls' bat in the girls' dressing rooms. I was yeah. like. The fuck's up with this? So why, gets why is this dude changing? It's just he identifies as a girl. Like, I don't even get what's going on here. Yeah. But that motherfucker was like changing in the girls' locker rooms. 
I get like dude's a weirdo. Dude was always a weirdo. You don't want to get made fun of. Maybe like you know, there's not much. I'd there's still take that boat ride hanging down people. there to grip. You know, like he just it looks like an inverted vagina. He's just trying to cover it up. Oh no, he's got a he's got a nice dick from what I hear. <laughs> it's funny too because a bunch of the I know three of the girls that were involved in that whole speaking out shit against him, and I just looked at him like. But you have a fucking OnlyFans page. Like, the fuck? How, the hell, dude? Here's what I don't get. I don't get... I mean, like, it's got to be something fucked up in their heads. Yeah. You know, like, pedophiles. They got some shit fucked up in their head, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's just like, why? Like, if you get, if you can get pussy, yeah. why do you need to take it? Yeah. Right? Like... Well, it's like... That, the dude's a, he was a weirdo, and he fucking attacked girls that were close to him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like trying to fuck Marilyn Manson and not expecting weird shit to happen. Like I if mean, Marilyn Manson didn't try weird shit during sex, then I would think something's wrong with Marilyn Manson. I mean, none of that shit's confirmed yet, but there's yeah, there's a lot of weird shit yeah. about Marilyn Manson. But still, you yeah. know, I I think everyone's allowed some form of retribution, and you know, you yeah. don't you know if any of this shit is true. It's all on the fucking internet, so you're yeah, getting juiced by reading everyone's fucking shit on there, and you're going no oh, paperwork. You basically, basically on those cop on the drama. YouTuber shows, no paperwork. It's all like so and so said this on Twitter. So Pamela said that she was physically attacked by. So and so and so and so, and forced okay, to have sex at the hotel. And you're like, and the next thing you know, you see on the fucking murder death kill club, oh, cancel fucking so and so, cancel. It's like, it's hey, weird. Hey, man. Man. Fuck the internet, fuck the internet trolls, fuck the internet wrestling fans, fuck the whole internet wrestling yeah. community. They can all suck my red pubed fucking dick. I fucking hate them. I yeah. hate the internet. I fucking think this is dumbest shit ever. It's fucking a bunch of people that never should have had an opinion that anybody give a shit about. And it's a bunch. See, here's the thing. It it got all convoluted when people, when the 4chan and shit was out there trolling people and idiots thought the shit was real. See, yeah. I don't even know what's real and what's a troll anymore. And nobody else fucking does either. And everybody else has trolled themselves into a shoot. They work yeah. themselves into a fucking shoot and nobody knows what's real anymore. Yeah, and it's like it's like hold on, hold on. Are we all friends? Are we all buddy buddies? Do we not want people that have legitimate beef in wrestling to get out there and show off their skills with one another? We all have to be best friends. Since when is is that the reality of the fucking world? Nobody's been best friends with everybody, but you know what? Yeah. We all punch our fucking clock and go to goddamn work and earn money. And anybody that's trying to take money out of somebody's pocket because of some possible mistake that they made in their life yeah. are the worst fucking people y'all don't know those motherfuckers all it's right? a small fucking be out community there. who does it nobody God. should be letting these motherfuckers out here controlling what who makes an income and who doesn't okay we're all uh, out here playing characters and ain't nobody's fucking closet clear skeletons yeah ain't no fucking body now it's Brett Lauderdale, not Joey Canella, not fucking tony khan ain't nobody's closet clean all right yeah. and you know what you know who else you know who talks shit People that ain't got shit going on in their life. Yeah. Like good cast. Yeah. <laughs> every person that has an opinion about me or anybody else that goes out there and tells you their opinion publicly or semi-publicly, they all ain't got a fuck. They all got shit to do. 
Yeah. You don't see me going out here talking this shit on the internet. I ain't going to spend my time. Right. I ain't going to spend my time commenting on people's shit or commenting with people that have some shit to say. Oh, I got my shit to say. Double D, Double D, Danny D, he'll fucking troll you for fucking days. It's fucking Listen. ridiculous. I've said some shit about ICW. Like when I first started watching it, it was cool. It was cool shit. But then, like, we're fifty shows in, but I, I don't remember shit from those shows because it all melds in. It's the same shit. You, you took know? a chance. Indie wrestling. How many indie wrestling promotions actually pop? GCW was fucking lucky. Yeah. They got lucky on that Joey Janela fucking spring break thing, yeah. giving a variety ass show. Uh, at the time, and the dude, Brett, you got to give him kudos, man. That dude did it better. He had a better uh, turn uh, uh, yeah. turnout from his plan than Paul Heyman, than yeah. fucking any indie promoter in the history of the game. Fucking not Gabe Sapolsky, not Hunter J Johnson, not fucking Delirious, not Jeff Jarrett, ain't nobody even come close to doing yeah. it the way that Brett Lauderdale did. And it's yeah. funny too because Lauderdale used to work for the E too. Back hey, in the man. day, I like that shit's pretty crazy. I like, and I like how he did. Like GCW had a great mix of shit, but now it seems like some shit got cut out. And when XPW reemerged, being from California and a California boy, dude, like that shit was that was my shit. That was his shit. That was just so many people are like, this is us finally. California is representing this shit and I like the way that Rob Black is still running it like he used to back in the day where we have an excellent mix of fucking wrestling you know and uh let me tell you what, what needs to happen right XPW is fucking out there murdering it and they put on a top notch quality show with the best out there doing it yep. every fucking show it's, it's a better card top to bottom from any other promotion out there. And here's here's the thing, is that I think generally independent wrestling fans read too much into the internet. Yeah. And, and, and once you really give XPW a chance, there's no chance in hell yeah. that you're not going to tune in every week. They put out a weekly free show, almost yeah. weekly XPW TV, almost weekly. Yep. They put out the best quality pay-per-views at 20 bucks a piece. Sure, it's a little bit more expensive, but so was GCW at the beginning until yeah. they were able to cut back and do quantity over quality, you know? And that's what that's what you're going to get quality every time with XPW. Yeah. Rob Black is a genius when it comes to being able to elicit a reaction out of people. Yeah. He's a better he's, – he's, he's better at it than Paul Heyman ever was. Yeah. And I'm saying that because Paul Heyman was heavy on the characters – yeah, and although I'm talking as a person, Rob Black really understands how to get a fucking reaction out of people. What about the, uh, what about who, the timing? Who the fuck of the is show? the body, and where the fuck did he come from? Who? That guy is fucking nuts, dude. That match, the, that match with Big Fucking Joe and the goddamn syringe through the ding ding. Like I, <laughs> I had a feeling something like that would happen. I was like, nah, he's never gonna go that far. But like, I'm like, that was a body did idea. You come that was from, a body, dude? Idea. body hit me up about doing that spot, right? Like, I ran into Body doing a horror slam show in May of last year up in Detroit, okay. 
And I'm pretty sure they stiffed him on that. That fucking fat cunt. Uh, <laughs> Rachel, hey, pay up the body and fucking pay me for the rest of my flight, you fat cunt. Uh, I met him there. Great. They got it. You know what? They're doing good things for fucking giving people a spot. Yeah. But they need to come off that bread because yeah. she sure as fuck don't need it. But I met the body up there. Hungry kid. And she was going to be featured on the theater brutality shows. He's great. He comes yeah. up with innovative ideas. He's young. He's hungry. He's a fucking degenerate piece of shit. I love it. Yeah. Um, I got a, another up. personal friend of mine, uh, Peter B. Beautiful, Peter Sideshow. You ever do business with Pete? No, he hit me up. Uh, I think we're going to get him on one of them theater brutality shows in Chicago. So nice, clip man. this up and send it to him. Cool, man. That's a, that's a good friend of mine. I always wonder if you guys did business. I'm like, because he gets hated on too a lot. And I'm like. For what? Let me take notes. Uh, for they, they try to Ian Rodden him and shit, saying that he tried to get over on people. But I'm like, he's always been mean? a solid dude. And I've been talking, known Pete for like six, seven fucking years now. Since when uh, you, you When you say Ian Rodden get over on people, what do you mean? Like, uh. Would book people or like same shit Mr. California does, Marvin, uh, where he books in people and then he doesn't pay him shit, doesn't pay him their flight. Why like JC Bailey almost beat the shit out of him, you know, like because I'm friends oh, with the Bailey, uh, Joe Bailey, so I heard a lot about that shit too. So it's just like I think even taking money, Ian Ron is just kind of so. like carny, I guess you'd call it carny. Oh, I'm I'm well aware of Ian Ron. Oh, okay. I started doing some referee shit. Uh, for Ian Rotten back in like 2003. Yeah. I was always rolling around with Seidel and Delirious, and they always got me hooked up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, yeah, I know Ian, I know Ian, uh, well enough. Yeah. Hey, some of the, the timing on the XBW shows, I don't know about the weekly show, but some of like the bigger pay per views, they seem to like run on for like a long period of time. You know, I sit there and get a little tired, and I look around at my buddy. I'm like, wait, what's going on, man? I, I'm fucking – I'm falling asleep here. Not because of the matches. Just, dude, it's a long time of wrestling. It's like yeah. fucking WrestleMania two fucking days. Yeah, I don't think really fucking four long, or five you know? hours. A four or five-hour <laughs> right. show is too long. Like a seven-hour show? Fuck. Let me kind of deflect on this. I'm not sure exactly if, it, if it's a question, but I'm going to treat it as such. Yeah. And I'm going to say it like this. Um what the opportunity that I'm being given to, to produce the theater brutality shows. Um, uh, I'm hopefully the plan is to give a production unlike any other wrestling is presented. Um, I want to be memorable. I want to be eye catching. I want to be able to captivate you as an audience. I want you to be engaged for the entire time. And I think that that's what we're going to do with that. Uh, you know, and I'm very excited about that opportunity. Yeah. Really more than anything. Um, because I sure appreciate that theater to show up in uh, here in West Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, uh, my boy Chewy does shit up there, right? Amarillo, where he's not too. Yeah, far. I'm in Lubbock. So, like, uh, so what we have around here is S Square Circle Pro, which is more of like an edgier adult thing because it's at a bar and then we have uh rampage which is kind of like the family friendly saturday night wcw that used to air in the mornings instead of saturday night you know yeah. and uh like 
I, I've been going to the shows. I like the SC, SCP shows. Like they finally booked somebody that I actually was familiar with, and that was a uh, Manser, not Manser, but uh, Mance or the one called Manders. I always get those okay, fuckers yeah. confused. And it, it and it sucked because they went there and they booked him there against their champion, which he took that motherfucker to the limits. But like the crowd didn't know who he was, and I'm like, it'd be dope if something more like traveling state to state or some shit actually came here and kind of like these people need better wrestling man well <laughs> here let me let me let me put it to you like this is that <clears throat> you have to realize that you're you're in the far minority with your opinion about that yeah. because here's what's up as a comedian i learned this lesson more than ever with than i ever did with wrestling um you know is that it's always about the it's always about understanding the audience and giving them the show that they yeah. expect, right? So <clears throat> when, when you say wrestling to people, if they've ever been exposed to wrestling, which almost everybody has, it's yeah. in some form or fashion WWE, more than likely. Yeah. And the way that they understand WWE is big guys that are wrestling. And yeah. you, know, you have somebody to boot, and you have somebody to cheer. And, that's, and sometimes if they're new to wrestling, they don't even understand that. I've done some shows like up in the mountains here in San Diego where there's 100 people there and they've never seen wrestling before in their lives. And you yeah. literally got to say, boo this guy. Yeah. Boo this guy. Boo, boo. Yeah. Right. And, and you got to like, you got to understand it. So when I put on a show at a fair where there's thousands of people there and it's whatever to get in. Yeah. And I got to understand what kind of show to give them. I'm oh. not doing death match in front of them, you know, yeah. or if I'm doing a show at my warehouse where there's a, you know, we can fit 120 people here and they all know what they're getting yeah. and they get very okay. easy to know characters, the cops, the fucking, you know, McGruff, the crime dog, yeah. fucking, you know, the, the, the <laughs> flippy fucking eighties metal hair guy, you know, like, I I like it too because yeah, you are making valid points, but like also going to these shows, looking at the crowd. So like now I found the subsets in the crowd. So there's like the frat boy, like could have played football in college, but hurt his knee, works construction, and all those girls. They only got like the the maybe three teeth between them all, the meth group. And it's funny because it, when you see these shows, I mean the crowd's just as much as the show as the the wrestlers at a point. But, like, I'm trying to – I think it's, out here is just the pacing. Like, if you have 30 wrestlers, you don't need to book all 30 of them on the show. Jesus Christ, ain't that like, the truth? I do shows of four or five matches. Yeah. And they're good. And curtain to curtain, they're taking 25 to 30 minutes. The main event's taking curtain to curtain, 45 minutes, yeah. including entrances, ring announcements, fucking promos, which are very yeah. important. And a lot of indie guys just can't cut a promo. They fucking blow at it. Dude, the promos out here are fucking devastating. Uh, just hey, my, my, my name's Jim Bob, yep. and I'm going to fight Lex Thunder. And he tried to – he looked at my sister the wrong way, and I was like, I'm taking my sister home tonight. Ain't nobody getting with my sister except me. You know how they do shit like that. Now, shout out the tagline game time. I think you're doing that a little too well because yeah. now I'm invested. Yeah. Shout out, the, with that. Shout out the, the, the tagline. No, see, now time. you want to see Jim Bob yeah. wrestle, don't you? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. they have Jim Bob like game time. 
That, that, if that they be, cut promos like me, fucking that motherfucker. That's out here. That's literally like a dude out here, and he goes, "Game time!" And I'm like, "Yeah, Mike, oh, you you played that dude. You were Spike Finch, dude. Oh, you, you were Farmer that overall Finch. wearing dude. I was Farmer Flinch, the yeah. Mendocino County fucking farmer wrestling Suma to See, walk, And here's the thing: thirty-five thousand tax. All these guys take themselves so seriously. I'm a clown. Yeah. That does baby powder cocaine to get powered up like Mario Brothers. Okay? Yeah. We're fake fighting in our fucking fancy underwear. Yeah. We all need to quit taking ourselves so goddamn seriously. And yeah. remember, well, my point was with you got to feed the crowd. So if I do a comedy show and there's 100 people there and they don't laugh at my shit, whose fault is that? It ain't, my, it ain't their fault that I, I told the wrong jokes. I didn't listen to the comedians before me. I didn't read the audience. I didn't change the material to fit the audience. And that's what you got to do. See, I can do a match that is going to be palatable to any crowd. I'm a, whether it's a fair, whether it's yeah. on XPW pay-per-view or what, you know, like, cause you're, you're also not going to see me do a whole lot of dangerous shit yeah. or fucking high difficulty shit. I'm going to stick to the basics. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make you feel something, love or hate me. You want to see something done to me. You want to see me either kick ass or yeah. get my fucking ass kicked. No in between. You don't feel neutral about me. You know, and I make you feel that every time. I don't expect you to know who I am when I come out there. That's why the first thing I say is, my name is Dirty Ron McDonald. And you don't right. forget that shit. Who would win in a fight? Dirty Ron McDonald or Matt Bourne Doink? Matt Bourne was a real badass. I'm five foot eight on a good day. But I tell you, you want some fucking sip on some tea? I swear to God, I've been looking for this match. Danny DeManto. Please get in a boxing ring with me. Please. We can sell pay-per-views, motherfucker. I want to slap them tits around more than I've wanted to slap a pair of tits around in my entire life. Please, Danny DeManto. Please quit being a bitch, right? Fucking everybody knows that I'm fucking known for hitting bitches with tits. Yeah. So Danny, D Danny Double D DeManto, step your bitch All ass right. up. Finally sell more than 100 pay-per-views so you can pay the undercard more than 10 bucks. Oh, Danny DeManto, <laughs> holler at your boy. Let's yeah. fucking sell some pay-per-views. Hey, gloves. get yourself into some shape. Double Are D we doing regulation gloves? Regulation weight gloves? Like, I think Listen, 16 ounces. You know he's do, only got about one sling in him, and then he's dropping. <laughs> I you. He made fun of my wife. Out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And he had some shit to say. And I said, well, because, okay, let's back up. After the GCW shit, him and Ian Rodden both canceled me. Like, oh, you canceled me. Like, oh, no. Like, all right, you didn't pay for my flight already anyway. Probably weren't going to pay me once I got out there. So <laughs> I fucking comically talked some shit. Like, so somebody got fucking, like, stabbed at one of their shows, and I was like, it would might have been me because yeah. they unbooked me. Like, I mean, obviously that. a joke. And Danny had some shit to say and then talked some shit about my wife. I was like, hey, bro, you're going to pay for that shit the next time That's I see you. because he's got shit in Midden's gas in the moment. He's like, oh, Daddy Danny. Oh, Daddy Danny. You see this boy? He's talking shit. Because it's, it's, <laughs> to me, it's him and fucking shit in Mittens, dude. Do you think, do you think, yeah, I want to hear your answer. What? Do you think if I fucking saw Double D Tit Boy Danny DeManto, if I saw him 
and I smacked him in the face. Open hand smack, not a punch. Open hand smacked him. Yeah. Where like you know, like a man smacked you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not like his little boy Schmitten mittens. Not a Will Smith, Chris Rock, uh, Chris Rock no. slap. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like I don't care. Even if he's got a good base, he might get knocked back on his little titty boys. Do you think if I smacked him that he would call the cops on me? Probably. I'm pretty sure he would. He'd be like, well, if that guy, Dirty Rod, in his fucking shitty fucking whiny New York accent, that fucking guy called the cops. Is it one of those knockout slaps where they get fucking knocked the fuck out? No, no, no. See, I'm I'm an accurate pugilist. I would smack him in in a manner... That he would know that I was there, but I wouldn't tighten my wrist a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I smack him so he would know it's not Tuesday. Um, you know, I ma- I make sure that you know if he has some spaghetti in his mouth from the dinner before that, fucking, I knock some of that shit loose. But I was gonna say the double smack. You got to smack him twice across the mouth so he has the lips. Red clown nah, lips. <laughs> no, nah, no, because I told him he'd pay for it. Like that wasn't punch worthy. He called my wife a meth head, which she's in fucking amazing shape. So, like, he can suck a big old fat dick. And you know what? Uh, I told him he paid for it the next time I saw him. And I'm yeah. a man of my word. Well, no, I mean, he runs all his mouth talking to shit about, like, he would show up at XPW at the heart. Uh, that, that still ain't happening yet. I'm like, he said XPW wasn't going to sell tickets at the heart. Uh, no, it looks like, like they sell tickets watching those fucking pay-per-views. At least I pay $20 for those instead of $10 a month for 30 other promotions. What are we crying? What are we crying about? Fucking 50 people difference? Like, suck a dick, bro. Like, he's so... Like, he that dude is fucking... I... Okay, listen. I know I'd go into... Let's let's, let's, let's play Fantasy Booker. Dirty Ron versus fucking Fatty DeManto in a five-round... Five two-minute round boxing match with 16-ounce gloves and headgear if he's a pussy. I'm down to take it off. 14-ounce gloves, 12-ounce, I don't care. Gloves, five five two-minute rounds. How does it look to you guys? What do you think happens? Yeah. Would he take the match? I don't think he would. No, I think I don't, he, I don't he's think. been dodging it this long. Yeah. I think he's he, he turned into what – most people are as keyboard warriors. Granted, he's got his promotion running, but like, I don't think he's action as I, he is. I like, think it's possible. It depends on where. I want to see and, Masada slap the shit out of him for him running his mouth about Masada too. Like, oh, oh, he ran shit about Masada. Yeah, great. Give me another reason. Like, yeah. like seriously, seriously. Like, if I knew for a fact that little pussy wouldn't fucking call the cops on me. I would right. bitch smack him so hard, and I'd make sure everybody saw it and everybody got it on video. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I might just look up a local law or two and find when he's going to be in a place that ain't going to fucking throw me in jail if I get the fuck out of there, or maybe yeah. a place that I ain't going to perform again. I don't know. He's a, he has it coming. He's a bitch. He's a shit-talking fucking cunt. And you know, here's what's up. We would sell pay-per-views. And you know what? At the end of it, I would have a lot of respect for him, honestly, because people that run their mouth deserve to have their fucking cocksucker smacked. Yeah. And that's exactly what that fucker needs. So you know when that smack should come? At the end of the match. You guys have a 
you know, a decent fucking match, and you know, it's all over the place. Then at the end, when you go to no, shake should it hands, be a smack or should it be a trout slap? No, 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 no. Like I, I would. Here's what's it, here. Let me tell you some reality here. Here's the, this, this is absolutely true. I just found this out. ICW is running in Chicago on October 14th, and I am booked to host this birthday party fucking rock show in Chicago okay. that night. So, I mean, like, what better place than the fucking gang star fucking murder capital of the Midwest, maybe the country, maybe the world, the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois. What a great place for me to show up to ICW. You know what? They should open the door because here's what's up. I'm not going to fuck somebody up or jump the rails or do something crazy. Here's what I am here to do. Sell pay-per-views. And I'm willing to do that by loaning my face to go on that shit cast that they run over there at ICW. You know what? Let me in the building. Put it on the mic. Let's have a roast battle. I don't give a shit. Put me on the mic anywhere within earshot of fucking fatty demented. And I'm telling you, we can sell pay-per-views because finally he can get what's coming to me. And you know what? Hey, come on, double D. Come on, double D. Answer the call, double D. Answer Ron's call, double D. I could get beat. Yeah. Mama and Ray's no loser. I'll play yeah. a little touch butt over there like they do and fucking new jerk me. I'll yeah. do that shit. I'll play touch butt over like they do in new jerk me. I'm Dirty Ron McDonald, motherfucker. Baddest clown in every town with or without the makeup. You don't fucking need it. And with that, I don't think we need to say nothing else. Answer the call, Double D. Answer to that call, Double I think D. We did it. I and think we did it. And uh, awesome I'd like to, like to definitely thank you, Ron, for fucking coming on the show. It's At been a dirty, year. dirty Ron. Dirty, At Ron. dirty, dirty Ron. Everything. Yep, it's been a year of us going back and forth. Some legal issues here and there. I'm glad on the one-year anniversary of Tex AF, I could actually bring the guy that I promised for the first show of Texas AF. And okay. uh, I really appreciate it, man. And uh, what is the next pay-per-view for XPW? Go ahead and start. Shout out shout out your shit that you're doing next. Man, fucking XPW, the realest up brand out there doing it today. Stream XPW.com. Follow me at Dirty Dirty Ron. We got tickets on sale this Monday. Uh, August the 7th for all the theater brutality shows coming up. No ring, bands, all that shit. Saturday, September 9th in San Diego. Friday, October 20th. And Saturday, October 21st in Gary, Indiana, right outside Chicago. And then right up into Detroit, Rock City on Friday, November the 3rd. All those are on the bed bright. Man. Oh, shit. Um, And, uh, you know, check out XPW, the baddest shit out there, man. You know. I'm, I was born for that shit. Yeah. Rob Black's the fucking man. Shout out Rob Black show. Rob fucking Black Army, all that shit. Shout out my boy Slack Masada. Fucking Judge Joe Dredd. Get the merch. Watch out. You want to do the up and comer? This, that motherfucker right there. Get the merch. This, that motherfucker. <laughs> Get used to that face. Joe Dredd. Yeah. Judge Dredd is rocking the fucking scene. Coast yep. to coast. The judge with the most. 
Absolutely. And with that, we don't say goodbye. We say good journey, motherfucker. Bringing genocide to the gathering.